edition of the Whiskey Bikini Suspense Show. It's a, a regular podcast covering all things horror, all things cult, and probably probably a lot of films which you haven't heard about, but we hope which we hope you're going to enjoy. So we're available on all the podcast channels, everything from iTunes, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and you know, pretty much everything. And we're also on all the social media. So you can find us on the Facebook, Twitter, everything. So please follow, subscribe, and, and tell your friends because you know, your lives may depend upon it. <laughs> we have this kind of like magazine chat episodes, and we also have our radio play, uh, the current one being Mojo in the Corridors of Blood. And I hope you've been checking that out as well. And one of the key things we do with the podcast is we're going to be talking a lot about, you know, production and like content creation. So in this case, we're going to talk a bit about the, the radio play creation, about Mojo. And so if you haven't listened to Mojo yet, probably better to listen to it before you hear this episode, because there's probably probably going to be a whole bunch of spoilers uh, and everything in there. So so give Mo you should listen to Mojo anyway. Otherwise, you know, just go away. But, you know, <laughs> before this episode. But, um, but yeah, so I'm joined for this by uh, my very good friend, as usual, Cub, coming in live over from Hong Kong. And hopefully you've you know, you'll have heard Cub in some other episodes, but yeah, if you hasn't, you know, he's a, a veteran Hong Kong filmmaker, producer, screenwriter, actor, Shanghai, pretty much everything. Also the, the co-founder and my partner in Whiskey Bikini and, you know, very much a key role in creating Mojo in the Corridors of Blood, including doing some of the excellent acting in there as well. So, so yeah, we're, we're going to talk through a bit about uh, stuff, right, Cub? Yes, I'm here, and uh, yeah, everybody should listen to the Mojo episode first before listening to this broadcast, uh, this magazine chat. Otherwise, <laughs> really, you don't know what we are talking about. So basically, <laughs> you don't know what we are talking about. <laughs> we'll just we'll sound even crazier than usual, I guess. <laughs> but exactly. I think I think we we can probably start off by just saying a bit about uh, what is a radio play, as I guess, especially for some really. You know, I'm sure we have a lot of very young listeners or, you know, younger than younger than us listeners and everything. So, <laughs> uh, you know, for me, like a radio play was something like still like back in the 1930s, 40s, um, you know, sort of uh, horror plays which you get on the radio stuff like uh, Inner Sanctum Mysteries or Lights Out or Suspense. And you get guys like Bela Lugosi, you know, John Carradine and mm -hmm. then later like Vincent Price you know and sometimes it would be like one man shows sometimes they would have a few other people basically narrating and playing it like a horror story uh sometimes a one a one-off show sometimes an old serial like the old like flash gordon um and a lot of things like that and you know you still get a lot of radio plays now on stuff like bbc but it's more for me it's more this kind of old school kind of suspense show uh, and everything we're we're trying to do Lipton Tea and Lipton Soup present Inner Sanctum Mystery. I think you said, Cub, before that they, they there's something like that in Hong Kong as well, this kind of radio play. 
yeah, in Hong Kong, uh, our radio play was something when I was young, uh, not not the same age as uh, James. Uh, he he has <laughs> listened to the shows from from the thirties. <laughs> I just listened to shows from the from the sixties and seventies only. By that time, it was something like a drama episode from the radio. It's a drama drama series, so many many roles are talking and just like movies or or a stage play. So this is my memory about it. But in Hong Kong, uh, we do have the one-man show as well. And they have, uh, the focus was quite different. I think they were, they were refined it from the silent film, silent movie uh, period. Mm. You remember that? Mm-hmm, when the silent sure. movie, you know, at that time, and uh, there were only, when we were watching foreign films in Hong Kong, mm. so nobody would know the the English, uh, the subtitle in the silent films. So there will be somebody was sitting inside the the cinema, mm. just as a narrator or to explain the what what is going on from scenes uh, and what you're talking about. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, so there will be only one person there. Mm. Something sometimes these guys were very interesting. They they would play the voice acting role, uh, <laughs> pretending she was he was a girl and then speaking in the girl's tongues and that. So I think uh, the re- these are my memories from that from there. And the Hong Kong radio did have us uh, one person. He's from Guang- Canton at that time. We were talking about Canton, and he came to Hong Kong and then he started a radio show with by one person. He will just demonstrate and and act all of the of the role in there, play play all kind of sound, even the sound effects. <laughs> so this is my this this is my my memory about that. So so it's quite different, and and in Hong Kong the the drama focus was. I think it was refined or converted from the BBC radio program in the 70s. Okay. So the, the format will be the same thing about it. Come, my friend. Sit down, sit down. Pull up a chair by the fire. Do not be afraid. I do not uh, bite. A drink? Yes. By all means, here. Let me pour you a glass. What we try to do here is, is, is our sort of whiskey bikini style. So, so doing something like along that, okay. that way, but quite lo-fi, you know, everything, trying to do this, uh, you know, lo-fi. some more experimental technique. <laughs> it is, good. it is. We don't, want, we don't really want to do it with uh, so professional in uh, studio sound, Mm-mm. you know. Yeah, we would try to do it. This should be something like this. We have more freedom to do. We have mm. more... Uh, experimental <laughs> process <laughs> but i think i think that's you know speaking as you know as like filmmakers as well like uh and especially like over the last year and a half with all the virus covid everything you know it's it can be a difficult time or a long a long period to actually get into any film production and for guys like us we want to keep mm-hmm. creating stuff like keep producing some stuff uh everything so it, it seems like a good thing to you know, to try doing because we're both in, you know, we're both interested in this radio play thing and it keeps us, keeps us creative, you know. It is. And uh, Mojo is, uh, it's basically a good selection. <laughs> I have to talk to that. 
I mean, James like this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Mojo was the first, uh, probably the first script I ever really wrote, you know, going back about 15, oh, really? 15, 20 years when I was, uh, you know, drinking quite a lot, smoking probably uh, quite a lot, and watching a lot of films like, you know, Coffin Joe films or like uh, the, ro <laughs> the robot versus the Aztec mummy, Night of the Bloody Apes, you know, all kinds of. Yeah, yeah you know sort of cult films everything from the 60s so for mojo and you know i always wanted to have like a monkey friend like like a monkey butler or someone a monkey mm. to hang around, like chimpanzee friend or something to hang around with so i i kind of threw all those ideas together but it started as a book um <laughs> then it became a film script which was obviously just a really difficult thing you, you know to make given that it has monkeys in it and it has you know the devil and it has all kinds of crazy stuff in there so so yeah it, it was a good choice for our our first kind of radio play but i think one of the the biggest challenges for me then was like converting the script into episodes um and that's one of the things you kind of you kind of you know jumped in and helped a lot on was actually you know, changing it from this one story into like seven episodes where you have like endings for each one and and also like how you actually write some of the the sounds you know, because before I'd have all the stuff in there, like the door opens or the, the man screams and, you know, you, you sort of went through the whole thing and then helped to show that, you know, it's a lot of these parts which weren't needed, right? Yeah, I tried, I just tried to visualize uh, the whole stories mm. because when, when I read your script and then of course, of course I have the picture and then I find out that the, some of the scenes, the originally, it it was so visual, vis, visualized, mm. so we cannot we cannot use it in focus. Uh, so we have to change it a little bit, and then we add a lot of uh, sound effects to to make it abandoned, mm. more fruitful uh, for the audience. Perhaps we we provide some sounds to to let the audience to create their own pictures. Everyone will create their own pic the different pictures from their from their minds. Mm -hmm. So this is what they do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that that's the biggest difference between the. If you look at the scripts we we ended up uh, recording versus the original script, there's so many changes in there for stuff uh, where I, like you say, I have like visual description, uh, and now we've changed it into just some some crazy sound effects. Uh, as well and like you said yeah. like a lot of it you just have to trust that the audience then will understand what those sound effects are and everything especially I, I when we use some strange them. ones I, I just let them <laughs> they will have their own, <laughs> own, own imagination this is what we are doing it's the same thing as when we are uh, making movies they will mm -hmm. have their own imaginations about the whole stories and the pictures and storyline and what is meaning for that mm -hmm. so I think Mojo is a collective uh, memory thing right sure, so we sure. imagine the, the the image of the mojo mm -hmm. and uh sojo everybody it's <laughs> i think everyone has their own style in there so this is what i like you create your own film pictures sure and that's it's such a but that, that's what i mean it's such a different process um even for me like reading the scripts which we actually recorded uh it, it just felt so different to the original scripts everything um with even just the writing and everything like uh you know like say do, so, whether it's things like door sounds or zombies eating people 
or you know monkeys or monkeys fighting each other you know with the, all the noises you know it's just so it's crazy uh how different it is and everything and i think that's probably one of the you know when we do future uh radio plays then i'll know more like to, starting to write the script in a very different way so so i don't spend so much time because you know the, these scripts ended up being much shorter than the actual film script and everything once you remove all that kind of visual stuff poor grojo does it hurt grojo nods weakly <laughs> valdemar flies into a rage thumping his hand on the table causing the chimp to howl with pain <laughs> silence you bungling fool <laughs> yes i know he is dead and you did as you were told but look at you what am I to do for the next assassination, you miserable monkey? To me, the story right now, the, the poker story is quite fascinating. <laughs> Although <laughs> it's uh, some scenes are so direct and looks normal. <laughs> uh, but the presentation is uh, it's unexpected. When we want to enhance some uh, sound effects on that, I, I never knew that uh, James will will put some unpredictable sounds effects in there. even the, the the video game sounds that i i have mistaken <laughs> but i think that's I, I think one of the other i mean the other key thing for um for us and for i guess anyone else who's doing this kind of thing is to you know we kind of knew when we started what our like limitation were in terms of how it was going to be recorded I mean, we're not like some BBC production, you know, in a studio with mm -hmm. a cast of actors, everybody in the same place or, or, you know, recording over fancy equipment and everything, which was, you know, what we wanted to do. We, we decided to do it this way. I mean, you know, I, I've got my microphone and laptop and, you know, you recorded on your, on your phone, right? This is the, this is the most fascinating thing. No, no, I, I think that's, it is a very interesting thing. And then we had somebody else um, who was in another part of the UK who recorded on her phone and then, my friend Martin, who came around when he was very drunk and recorded, <laughs> he recorded here with me very drunk. He won't mind me saying that. He's he's quite proud of that. Um, so it, it, it's a really interesting recording process. Um, and I think it wasn't just, you know, we have our geographic distance, but also, you know, this was recorded during like uh, COVID lockdown and all the, you know, in all the different places we were. So it, it was an interesting way and also, it wasn't like a, you know, like I guess for a BBC one where you might try each thing like 10 times, you might have lots of different takes, lots of different attempts to do this stuff. Because we were going for that kind of more, almost like live theater type of style, I think, uh, you know, which I thought was more interesting than try. I, I think for me, because, you know, for me, I think if we tried the same thing over and over and over and over again, you're going to lose that you know kind of lo-fi casual kind of yes. feel to it and stuff for you like you played the the monkeys the monsters <laughs> uh you played god uh yeah. you played frank which is my personal favorite yeah. performance from your performance <laughs> frank is fucking good <laughs> I, ne I never thought that you want that so crazy after before i listened to martin's uh recording <laughs> i thought everything should be at least at a gentleman's standard a <laughs> professional standard. I can I can say Mar Martin has no gentleman standard. <laughs> yeah, and then after I listened to Martin's uh, recording, then I regret I should be more 
crazy and in recording or more freely don't 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 <laughs> wear so much i've been i've been so 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 straight a doing everything from the beginning <laughs> well now i that's why i always saying that uh, if we can do it again i can do it more more happily more freely about it i mean we'll see with with the later ones but i like that kind of um that kind of looseness the craziness to the performances and stuff i think that gives the um a lot of the charm you know to what yeah. we've done with this mojo and stuff it doesn't sound like it's too controlled or too rehearsed or stuff but you know it does sound quite you know crazy and, and out there which i like and, and with even with stuff like martin because you know the characters um you also played quentin doyle um the, the star okay. who who sadly dies at the start but you know these people these these are real people because when i wrote this all this time we were quentin doyle <laughs> Donald Mace, Martin. <laughs> I wasn't very good at thinking up names for characters, so I just wrote and based them on my real <laughs> friends and everything. So, so that's why, like, when Martin did his bit and he he speaks kind of half in German and half in English, but that's how Martin yeah, is in real life. Like, he sounds like you know when you see one of the Nazis in an Indiana Jones film and they speak in this weird English, like, <laughs> "No, we are not so different, you and I, Doctor Jones." <laughs> This is this is Martin in real life. So you know, he just he was very happy about doing that as well, like shouting away in German and even the bits of music I used in the background for that were some sort of old old German folk tunes like Mackie Messer, which is one of his favorite songs in the whole world, everything like that. And some old, you know, crazy like 1700s German romantic music and stuff. So I I you know I don't know if it's true or not but there is sort of a weird sort of basis of reality for those characters like the quentin doyle character it's so funny when i hear you playing him because it's based on the real quentin doyle <laughs> i hear the voice that he, did. he hasn't heard it yet i mean martin likes he's very happy he hasn't heard it yet quentin doyle maybe he'll be happy hopefully you know but <laughs> is, is it the similar voice <laughs> he doesn't sound much like he's he is from scotland so he doesn't sound too much oh, like God. that but <laughs> Rope and style, you old hag. I'll get you for this. Doyle was a self-styled gentleman thief by trade, though in his case, the accuracy of the term was debatable at best. The role is uh, quite interesting that we are, yeah, me and basically uh, from the very beginning, me and James are basically were just let the elements form it by themselves. <laughs> I love both James and me, wasn't it? professional voice actor. I have the experience in uh, dubbing from the post-production of films. Mm. But uh, James had, perhaps James had more experience in voice recording. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. No, yeah, have a few critics, uh, reviews and... Oh, yeah, and just, just uh, no... Of course, it was, not a, it was not a voice acting section, yeah. but uh, yeah. you have experience of... Uh, keep on talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I can keep talking on until people very quickly get bored but you know i'm not a i'm not a classically trained uh shakespeare actor <laughs> right so, you know this so, was kind of my so your voices, uh, suit for narrating and uh in talking and something so mm. the so, <laughs> when i received your first draft uh, it was like a reading at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you yeah. remember the first draft I do, and that, that's what was really difficult because I had to record the first just so that you knew exactly where to re-record your parts. I had to record the whole thing first, which I hope no one ever has to hear because it had me doing the female voices. 
as well. And I don't, I don't think anyone <laughs> in the world wants to hear me. <laughs> I have heard that. Don't worry. You've heard, yeah, you've heard that. Only you. Jesus. I mean, that was yeah. no, that you wasn't very. <laughs> <laughs> that was not good. Not even you know good acting, let alone good female acting. So we're very lucky we had someone to. Uh, to come in and do that who wasn't an yeah. actress but who had done stand-up comedy and stuff so she you know again had some experience with speaking and stuff did you hear about the man who died here last night no i did not how how bizarre quentin doyle patient of yours i think sir they found him dead in his room all got to pieces it looked as though parts of him had been eaten doyle eh well, that's probably for the best. No doubt the police will solve this heinous crime and bring the perpetrator to justice. The first time I was, I was aware she she was so, you know the the but uh, both both all all of us uh, have the same problem uh, from the very beginning. Uh, the first recording we are so serious, we take mm -hmm. it so serious. So we are we're not that kind of uh, expression. The, the expression doesn't attractive at all. It was in the role playing. Yep. It was in the acting. Yeah, it, we just reading. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then rapidly it became much much better. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Until Lindsay, Lindsay, mm -hmm. our friend, her virgin fly. <laughs> <laughs> when she yeah, absolutely. It felt so much better when we had a real female voice in there and then when when i started editing your stuff into it as well like the first time yeah the first time i, I listened through my when it was just me yeah you know that you know that was it was not going to work like that so when i started adding your you know whether it was quentin doyle voice frank you know the monkeys uh the zombies <laughs> every you know it started that's when when i was editing it um which you know i didn't have any training in editing either so uh mm. when i was pulling all that together that, that's when i could you know, really start to sort of feel it and hear it coming coming to life, and and all the sound effects. You know, had to spend so much time finding them all the yeah. the royalty free things and the royalty free music and stuff, whether it was on YouTube or or just in GarageBand. Like you know, I used the the Apple free software to download it and stuff. So <laughs> it was a it was a long process finding all those sound effects, but you know, it was still fun. You know, listening yeah, to them all. Always takes a lot of time from the first time. Don't worry, mm. uh, even. Even when you are making love, it's also <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> Takes more time to do little things. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think as well. Like even then, you know. So we did three. Say we did the recordings. Then we ed I edited all the stuff you guys gave me, and then it was adding the sound effects. And then you know, obviously, you listen to it. You give some more feedback, and I make some more changes. Then the final pass was like the post, I guess the post-production stuff, which was changing around, learning how to change around some of the sound levels and stuff. So the, because right. if you record on a phone and she recorded on a phone, um, Martin was very drunk and stuff. So I get all these different, really different <laughs> voice levels. So I have to, that was probably the most difficult thing in the, in the production side um, was spending that time trying to really listen to, because even within one track, you can get sudden spikes of like loud and quiet, loud and quiet, loud and quiet. So. Having to exactly. try and pull that together was that, that's what took most of the time, I think. But it, you know, I, I would say to anyone else who's doing it, you can definitely achieve this through like using this free software, you know, like I did, like GarageBand and everything. Next time when you're doing the same thing, you were enjoying it. This yeah, time I, I would enjoy it more. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Because I know now, like, 
even before recording next time, I know now what I have to do to edit it. So, you know, there's some things I can change a bit more, like maybe leave, you know, like doing a few lines of dialogue, leaving a bit of space between them, you know, so, so I can edit around it and everything. So, yeah, for anyone else who's doing this kind of thing, who's interested in recording like a radio play, I think probably the most important thing is I just don't, don't, for your first time, like don't worry about it too much, you know, don't overthink about everything just to, you know, you, know, you can understand what your limitations are, but you know, you can still achieve something fun with it, something creative with it and everything, as long as the story is decent and as long as you have a good time doing it, I think. Exactly. When you have the technical, then you will enjoy it again. You have improved your technical already. Exactly. Okay. You have the experience. Yes. <laughs> and uh, for, for me and Winsy and everyone, that the fun part will be the, only the playing the role. The recording, <laughs> uh, yeah, Winsy was was surprisingly, absolutely amazing. <laughs> Her second recording was definitely absolutely amazing. Unleash her abnormality in psychological <laughs> rhythm. <laughs> she did some very, she did some fantastic work with those all those different fantastic, voices. really fantastic, yeah. And I think you said like when you heard Martin's and everything, you thought maybe he could also play some. Uh, some female characters next time. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I like I like uh, expression. Yeah, yeah. He, he, she, he, when he played the role, he not follow. Actually, he is not following the exact scripts, right? <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Maybe percent. Right. That's that. <laughs> Tells me that I, I should do the same thing <laughs> because every time when I'm recording, I just focusing on each single words and uh, where your your duration and your editing. So uh, he, he's much more freely and doing much more amazing. Yeah, but that's because like it's that. real. But it's a real story of something that happened to him. You know, so it it's, it's based on his real life <laughs> and stuff. And so when and when he started <laughs> speaking in German, I. I, the most difficult part of editing his his dialogue was because I was trying not to die from laughing in, in the background when I was recording that with him because it's like, Jesus, this, this is like documentary. You know, this, this, <laughs> this is just him being so happy to tell his own story, you know, about his beloved uh, splash yeah. and his practices, what he does with like watermelon, you know. Splash. You remember like, what the hell is Splash? I can't check it from anything from from the internet. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, uh, I didn't I'd never heard of Splash before he you know told me what it was and everything. But that's his you know <laughs> he's very happy with it, he's comfortable with himself. So yeah, you know, I think everything's okay for that, you know. But <laughs> yeah, if he can, he should, he should play, play more roles in, in the future. <laughs> He's very happy to. He, he hasn't let his... Uh, I don't think his wife has heard it yet, but um, <laughs> he said he's very happy to play some more stuff and, you know, just get him a few drinks anyway. You'll be okay. A guy stands up from one of the chairs. He's wearing a long trench coat and is holding his hands over a huge, unnatural bulge in his crotch. He looks to be around hmm, the same age as Jones, and there's a cagey air to his movements. His name is Martlor. Oh, yeah, Jones. Oh, wie geht es, my friend? Uh, have you got a smoke for an old pal? Hey, Martlor, man. How you doing, man? Long time no see.
So talking about the monsters, yeah, yeah, the monsters and and Mojo and chimpanzees out. Yeah, yeah. At the yeah, at the very beginning, everyone everyone wants to play it, but at the end, no one no one has ever done anything about it. Chimpanzee acting. And, I mean, yeah. How did you approach it? Like chimpanzee, like getting some different chimpanzee emotions or you know behavior across. Uh, I will. I I'll try to tell myself that uh, I'm some kind of monster with some, you know, <laughs> just like an ox or it's like a like a cock, and then and then I pretended, and I recorded differently to, in different approach because there were good chimps and bad chimps. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's the that's the difficult yeah, the part. Good, yeah. Yeah, the good chimps should be uh, raise a higher tone a little bit, and the bad chimps should be have a lower <laughs> tone and more. A more sneezy sound or uh, some <laughs> some slavia with in my flow and right like that. So this is what I mean. and when I'm recording with my my cat, <laughs> it's always staring at me. What's going on? <laughs> Screaming chimpanzee noises around the flat, huh? <laughs> right, and then they were acting angry, and I I can provide you more details about it. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. And how about the God voice? What was your inspiration for the the God voice you did? Because that's quite well, the God and the Devil. The God and the Devil. It's very unique. God voice. It's not like I, I don't think I've ever heard a God voice or seen in a film or anything quite, quite like that voice. Okay, okay. From the very beginning, from the original idea, mm. I think. So uh, James has the gentleman voice, and he should play God, <laughs> and God, uh, God should have the accurate pronunciations mm. therefore therefore i shall be the perfect choice for devil right <laughs> this is the very beginning but unfortunately james has recorded the devil and the satan part and he plays very well i don't know why <laughs> at the at the first draft he was just like reading and then from the uh, after several uh, copies uh revised he plays better and better <laughs> and so so I have no way. I have no choice. I I choose to play God. Uh, you, I'm thinking in a hungover gentleman style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah, there's definitely a bit of hangover to it. <laughs> yeah, it's in a hungover gentleman style. <laughs> I did. I tried to do the devil with like North North English accent, like "Oh, you bastard! You bloody hell, bastard!" And everything. Yeah, I found it you have to play very well. So, so I don't want to ruin you. <laughs> It's based on it's, it's based on another friend of mine called Dave Mosley. Yeah, he sounds a bit like that. Oh, you busted! You bloody busted! <laughs> so you betray all your friends. Right? Well, he's a, he is a devil though. He's done terrible things, which I can't talk about here. But he's <laughs> okay. He's we talk about it in in our next uh, episode about 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 evil Gong Tao something like that. <laughs> he's even more evil than Gong Tao. But he's very happy and jolly, though, so it's, it's probably okay. A blazing light fills the room, accompanied by the gentle sound of harps. Mojo shrieks and jumps back to join his friends, who are all shielding their eyes at the brilliance of the light. It is clear that they are in the presence of something altogether holy. Well done, Mojo. I have wondered what he had been up to all day. Are you... are you God? I am indeed, my child, and I'm grateful to you all. 
So you like the you like the style of uh, of God like that, right? <laughs> I did, yeah. I mean, I, I say I think my my favorite one was Frank because that, that's such a it, it's such a, you know anyone who's listened to Mojo uh, or when you listen to Mojo when you hear the voice for Frank that that's I think that's the weirdest one in the whole you know and there's a lot of very strange characters in there because I wrote I mean to be honest I mean, Frank in the script is a fairly normal character right everything but the way you did the voice makes him much more you know abnormal more a lot more interesting or entertaining because it's such a I'll be I would be very interested to know how people actually visualized or pictured him you know hearing that voice <laughs> and stuff because I yeah so what, what yeah, were your, how did you I mean how were you thinking of him what was the kind of picture in your head for what Frank was like I don't have a picture about it he, he's just like a, <laughs> uh, a skinny guy I don't know okay oh yeah walking like a his head was uh was always kneeled down <laughs> looking looking at the floor yeah <laughs> when he speaks uh, it's something like uh some people with uh with addicts or with uh with drug addicts <laughs> yeah he could be that's yeah. It. <laughs> yeah that's it no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, when i sorry when i was editing that it's just like i was just laughing a lot <laughs> when i was editing hearing those voices so. I don't know. For me, I think that's one of the the best things about this whole play is just, it has such an interesting mixture of different voices, you know, different sounds. Everything sounds. I mean, I think kind of like one person plays and stuff are still interesting, and obviously, like high production values is great and stuff. But I think for me, what, what makes this work is just the such a weird collection of different yeah. voices, and, but but I, which I think still fit together well, you know, because it's a very crazy story anyway. So I, I don't think it's a problem to have this kind of madness, you know, in there. Yeah, it is. The content is already crazy. You, you see all the elements mixed together. You have you have a lot of uh, inappropriate <laughs> things mixed up together, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's unhealthy, unhealthy habits, recreation things. <laughs> Un unhealthy, but uh, enjoyable and entertaining, hopefully. Yeah, it is enjoyable. It is really enjoyable. Although we can't see anything other than a large, dark silhouette, there is something horrible and menacing about the figure on the screen. Enough of your inane babbling. How goes my evil scheme? The assassination of the nauseating Benjamin Tom was a complete success, Master. Have a care, groveling fool. Though you possess some rudimentary skills as a scientist, as a liar, you are lackluster at best. So the next thing will then will be yeah the sequel, uh, the the Seven Sins of Sojo, uh, is the is yeah. the next one which will be coming, which will. I know we said we might do some other, try some other shorter radio plays as well, but that'll be the next big one, the, the next Whiskey Bikini production, because mm. I, I, I think there's still a lot of story left for those characters. You know, Sojo, yeah. Satan, Bobby Hard, Mojo, Jones, everything. I mean, they can't all, then, you know, spoilers, but yeah, it's obviously quite a few people die. Like, maybe we can bring Frank back somehow. But um... <laughs> as, I, as I told you, I'm not clear. Uh, all the roles you were playing were still alive. Well, not, all the other roles were dead already. <laughs> you have right. to get Martin. <laughs> oh, Martin! Martin will definitely come back. We'll, we'll get we'll get the usual team together. We be uh, it's it'll be that question of how much uh, you know if it's a bigger production, like how if it's longer, is it more more characters, more 
more sound effects you know more everything that, that'll be the 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 next question uh, or, or if it just kind of continues exactly in the same style everything I think like we that. can continue exactly the same thing and and with a little surprise to the audience uh, uh, what we yeah. what we will do yeah mm-hmm. yeah we're not going to tell them about it <laughs> no 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 yeah we're not going to tell anything about the story here but you know we uh, we'd like to hear any feedback i guess uh you know right. from from everyone listening you can always messages or stuff like if you have any nice comments about mojo in the corridor <laughs> don't say anything nasty yeah the, the next sequel will probably have the theme song sung by the mojo and shojo right <laughs> we could definitely work in some musical numbers though i don't think any of the music would the singing will be done by me i'm just a rapper you, you know my i have my rap no you will sing by mojo and sojo <laughs> all this the sound the lyrics you, you have to write the lyrics <laughs> we can certainly try man but you know i'm sure whatever However, it turns out it'll be great, uh, and there's, you know, there'll be plans probably for a third Mojo as well. Because when I'd originally written it, it was going <laughs> always going to be a trilogy. Uh, so, you know, we can't can't say what happens because yeah, we got to keep some surprise for the audience. But it was always planned to be a, a three part thing. But you know, the same characters may appear in some other, you know, whiskey bikini stories, <laughs> especially Martin. You know, Martin, I think. <laughs> appears in a lot of stuff just because he is a he's an interesting yes, nobody, character in real life know. yeah and, nobody know what what character is it always just find somebody along the road met somebody it's martin jones wheels mojo to the bed frank leans forward well you know at least you got a wheelchair it's a better one than this it looks like one of those fancy motorized racing chairs that those basketball players have yeah, 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 not bad, not bad. Yeah, not bad. Suddenly, Frank grabs a crutch and lashes out at Mojo. Mojo dodges the blow and shrieks with surprise, but Frank keeps on swinging. I'll give you my goat, Jay Fox, you hairy little thing. So do you think Mojo will still be a film or uh, an animation or anything? I would like to, I would still like to, I mean, because the film is, the film script is quite different to this and stuff. Mm. I, I guess just, you know, compared to all the other productions we're working on, Mojo is the, probably the most difficult one to make. Cause it's not even just a question of budget. It's just, even just the monkeys, like, you know, whether you have people in, you know, like Planet of the Apes style suits, or if you have children or, you know, people playing, you know, it, it's just, it would be such a hard one to visualize. And because, you know, the films that's based or inspired by and stuff, I mean, those are, you know, proper, really uh, sort of strange cult type films and stuff. So I, I'm very, very, after all these years, I'm really, really happy it's been made into a radio play. Uh, I would love to see it being made into a film or an animation, but I guess that's probably, you know, further down our list of productions, uh, unless we get a good opportunity to make it. Cause I, I just, I think it's difficult to see exactly how it could be a film uh, easily. You know? Yeah. To be a film, maybe, uh, maybe in the next, next uh, approach i think we could make it as a soft series series or could be yeah yeah well uh, if we have mojo played by an actor in furry costume <laughs> yeah that's that's the most difficult part is actually how to get a whether if the audience is ready for something that really really crazy you know just 
an actor with a cheap monkey <laughs> suit, like a cheap gorilla costume. <laughs> Which I think would be really funny. I don't know if that's too too much for audiences. Because as you said before, like when they're listening to the, the radio play, they can visualize uh, themselves. And because, because your monkey acting is very good, like, you know, they can probably picture like a proper monkey and stuff. But, you know, seeing a guy dressed just in you know, a monkey suit and everything, I, I, I don't know, maybe. Could be. I, mean, I, I yeah, guess, maybe. So I hope it can still happen again. But yeah, I would like to play it if 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 I'm available for the monkey suit. <laughs> you can direct. Yeah, you can direct and you can act, and then you'll just have the the strange part of like going back back behind the camera to check the rushes wearing your monkey suit. <laughs> exactly. That, that's fine. That's fine with me. That will, and that will be yeah, a challenge. and we have ambitions to create something like a film park. Of Mojo Land. <laughs> Mojo Land, Jesus. There would be a lot of drinking, a lot of... Uh, That's like a carnival for, for, for adults, right? We have very, random... For very crazy adults. Okay, well, yeah. Thanks for listening, and yeah, hopefully you've um, hopefully you've learned something about the <laughs> the process of making crazy radio serials uh, with the lo-fi approach and stuff. But I, yeah, as we we said, like, just never don't worry about you know if you don't have the budget, if you don't have uh, you know the immediately have the skills for stuff like uh, the experience, like this kind of thing. Like, have fun. You can be creative, and we I'd just say be be giving it a go, right? I mean. Hopefully you've enjoyed Mojo itself. And if you haven't listened, please go listen now. But yeah, you've got a lot more craziness like this to come from Whiskey Bikini. So so yeah, thank you very much, Cub, for joining me again. Yes, don't worry about the money. And I'll tell everybody that, that all you need is your enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Very much. I totally agree, man. So so yeah, that, that's it for now. And please you know, l- listen out for all the other episodes of the Whiskey Bikini Suspense Show and Listen to Mojo and stay tuned coming later for more radio plays. And yeah, thank you for listening. And yeah, cheers. Thanks, Cub. Thank you. Whiskey Bikini. Bye. Whiskey Bikini. Whiskey Bikini. Whiskey Bikini. Whiskey Bikini.